Hamish. Yes. Let me take you back once again. However, this time we're going back to Saturday the 26th of November 1977. So if you could close your eyes for me. Yeah. Just imagine. I'm imagining. You're back. 26th of November 1977. It's 5.10pm. Yeah. I remember that year well. Yeah, yeah. And you've been busy this day in particular. You've been busy all day, maybe doing some housework, catching up with friends. And you're finally, finally just getting some time to kick back on your couch with a nice Earl Grey... And you're watching the evening news. You know this what? is my routine from this back is then. this is what you yeah. do. This is what, probably what you do to this day. Anyway, <laughs> maybe even after the evening news, you might try and catch the Looney Tunes show that's usually on late yeah. at night. Bring Milo hmm. if, if he was around in '77. This is getting out of hand. Anyway, Andrew Gardner, who we all know and love, right? I'm allowed to open my eyes, right? No, no, you got okay, to stand. You got to stay. Imagine Andrew Gardner. Who's that? Man, he's. <laughs> It's a guy we all know and love. He's the presenter oh, yeah. for the independent television news. Oh, yes. And he's talking about riots breaking out all over Zimbabwe between security forces and the Liberation Army. And you're engrossed in this. Mm -hmm. This is fascinating stuff, terrifying stuff. But then something strange begins to happen. The TV picture starts to wobble slightly. The sound starts to cut in and out. And a deep buzz begins to rise over Andrew's words. Soon... The whole audio is replaced by a deep, distorted voice belonging to Vrillin. Who? Vrillin. Ah. A representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command. And he has a message for the human race. And that's right. That's what we're talking about today. The 1977 Southern Television Broadcast Interruption, also known as the 1977 Signal Intrusion. Are you ready? Well, can I open my eyes? Yeah, you can open okay. your eyes now. Yes. Have I you heard I'm... of this before? No. <laughs> this sounds like the start of, like, I don't know, an old sci-fi book or something. <laughs> well, get ready, because it's about to go even crazier. Didn't you recommend a book to me that had a very similar premise where it was like somewhat? No, 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 not quite actually. <clears throat> Maybe that book. Maybe. Where's that kid who like was really good at video games or something, and then and then he finds out that the games he's playing is a simulation. A martyr done by the same yeah. guy who's Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. That was but a I just book. remember like it was just similar. I think I read like the start of it. And it was like similar randomness where the guy from his like gaming store from down the street, like pulled up next to him and like invited him. Well, like he found out he was like part of the government yeah. in the government for the people running the simulations and stuff or something like that. Anyway, kind of similar to the start <laughs> of the book. However, this is, this is real stuff in the seventies. I don't know why, why I was thinking of that. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot that's even how it, that started off. I need to read, I need to read ready player two, which I have. And it had terrible reviews. Maybe I just shouldn't read it. The first book was good. Mm. Um, but welcome back, guys. Collectania of everything. Today, I'm talking about the Southern Television Broadcast Interruption. One of uh, a very a very interesting mystery that I chose to touch on for our first episode of in February, the month of the broadcast, our theme. How was your as, week? as it has always been known, the month of broadcast. Yeah, February, broadcast month. 
I've been I've been pretty good. That's good. Yeah. I've uh, been listening to a good audiobook, which I've been talking to you yeah, about you nonstop. Me about it. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I've been the the games I've been playing lately have been really good. I've been really mm. enjoying them. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's been going good. Watching anything good? Uh yeah, I have actually. Well, <clears throat> should we start with me or should we start with you? Uh, uh, either one. Yeah, I'm interested in you because normally I'd look on my friend's letterbox to see what they've been watching, but I have no clue. Yeah, I've been a bit dark on there <laughs> yeah, for the past for few years. <laughs> years. Decades. <laughs> since 1977. Yeah, that year changed me. <laughs> now, what are you uh, watching? What's, what's been um, good? Well, we haven't finished it yet, but we've been watching, I think it's new, um marvel tv show on disney plus hmm. um well disney star is what it's called isn't it yeah yeah um um oh what was oh hit monkey that's what it was called. yeah that's just recently come out i've yeah. heard good things uh not quite finished it yet but halfway through but i've been really enjoying it and so far it like i know i've been giving like negative reviews to basically everything marvel for the past like <laughs> except from spider-man yeah. uh for like the past over a year i think since the start of this podcast yeah but to be honest so far this has been the best marvel tv show i've watched the thing is it's That's not... not not even this year it's just the best marvel tv show i've watched i need to watch it it's, it's, and the thing is it's not marvel studios like it's, it's yeah still I... just another company using marvel's um characters and brand because yeah disney doesn't want to touch it's r-rated right yes it is yeah it's it's r-rated for violence and gore essentially yeah Yeah, i need to check it out i I gave modok on disney plus a couple yeah i gave that a try because i thought oh this is this will be funny yeah surely this seems like um what's that robot chicken is that what yeah yeah definitely um that's what it's called right yeah robot chicken I thought it seemed kind of like that, and then I gave it a shot, and then I was just like, "This is kind of lame." I don't know. It didn't really, didn't really like. I didn't. Yeah. Mesh well with me. I don't know. I didn't really find it that funny. I just watched a couple of episodes and meant to watch the rest, but never, never picked it back up. Yeah, but this one, Hit Monkey, I've been really enjoying. Otherwise, I've been watching Boba Fett, which I mm-hmm. realized that I always say Boba Fett. I realized that listening to the last episode. I Boba Fett. I think I think it's, it's a, because I don't want to say Boba because I think of Boba T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boba. Is it is it it might be Boba. I think it is Boba. Yeah, I, I've heard I feel like I've heard people saying Boba Fett, Boba Fett, and Boba Fett. And I just say Boba Fett for some reason. Moel I don't know why again. I say Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're meant to say Boba Fett. Mm. What do you think of the without spoilers, what do you think of the finale? The finale. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it sort of is on par with the rest of the show. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed the finale. I, I en- it was pretty good. enjoyed the first few episodes of the show. Yeah. Um, But then, I don't know, it just became Mandalorian. And then, I don't know, it just... It's just some... It's, for me, it just... Some random things they added in, which didn't seem like it needed to be added in. And it just kind of felt like it was very predictable how it was going to end mm. and what happened and everything that happened, you know, how it happened even. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel very unique. And it definitely didn't feel like it was... Like, I feel like Boba Fett deserved a better TV show. Yeah. He deserved um, something that I'm would... That is in its 
I think it deserves something that was different to Mandalorian. Mm. And to be honest, I like when Mandalorian came out, I didn't know much about like the title or why. What I honestly thought it was about Boba Fett until I learned more about it, mm. and I got really excited because I was like, "Sweet, finally a show about you know something more." on boba fett and then it was just about some other dude that yeah I didn't know about but then i liked the show um but then yeah so then i, I don't know i was expecting so I, I was hoping for something a lot more grand mm. i guess something a lot more epic you but, know what there was a kaiju fight that made me happy <laughs> so i'm a happy guy so it was good <laughs> Is it like godzilla versus mecha godzilla yeah man, that's situation? what it was it was good it was good i enjoyed it my wife, Monique, was going crazy at certain scenes, which I shouldn't spoil, but we might, we'll touch on Star Wars sometime, surely. 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 Have we talked about uh, Star Wars at all? No, nah, we did Star Trek and Stargate. One of us will have to recommend a Star Wars movie at some point. Yeah, I just, I feel like Star Wars over the years has just kind of been ruined. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like, I, don't I think am, there's anything. Like, I used, like, I am and I used to be more. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Ever since the new stuff has started coming mm. out, it's like each movie for me, I've started viewing it less and less. Like I've, like I've started enjoying them less and less. And it mm. just starts, it really just starts to feel like they're, it's just a, a cash grabs kind of thing. They're just, they're making stuff to make money essentially it's yeah not, well i mean it's it's disney you know? yeah <laughs> but like that's kind of it just starts to feel a little like soulless you know what i mean like i get that disney's churning them out now they are to make money and they're just doing a lot of unnecessary stories and characters but for some reason like i don't know if it's just the nostalgia of my dad being obsessive and just growing up with star wars my whole life I don't think there's anything that's been done, even the recent years, like the recent trilogy that I haven't liked in some capacity. Yeah, I, I kind of get that as well. Yeah. Like I've watched, like I'll still, if they put out anything Star Wars, well, except for some of their animated TV yeah, shows I've, and stuff I've like that. But if they, if they're if putting anything out that they're actually putting a decent amount of effort into, I probably will watch and I probably will still enjoy to some degree. Mm. Like the, even all the latest Star Wars movies, I have enjoyed them to some degree, but then I also feel it's sort of like I've got these like super high standards for this, mm. this franchise now because I love them so much. And it's just like when they don't meet that standard or when worse it feels like they're not even trying to meet you know they're, they're just trying to pump out another star wars movie or another star wars show or another whatever yeah it it just kind of it's more it's this like oh i don't like star wars now and it's more just like i don't like disney star wars anymore you know or like oh you know i don't like what they're doing to star wars but the thing currently is, I it's know... like it's not you know i still i'll watch back over all the star wars movies and i'll still enjoy it it's more of a thing of like they could do so much better mm. and like it's just kind of like oh, why don't they why you know i probably prefer this to the prequels though which i know you love well i don't That's love like love weird i don't love love the prequels yeah. i love the third movie yeah first and second i like yeah, yeah but i i don't know like i don't know if i'd rank them higher than like the force awakens or something like that mm. i think I think it was more, I think it's hard for me because I think 
I think for the the newer movies, they've just got they've obviously got like better effects. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, it goes a long way for a sci-fi movie, I think, having just better effects. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult thing to for me to compare them. I think. Yeah. But definitely, none of them so far have beaten the third movie for me. Wow. Not even the Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not even the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh. Like we need to talk about Star Wars more in depth someday. We already are, but, right? Yeah, now. this is this is not we're what we're talking about topic, today, guys. guys. We're talking about the Southern Television broadcast interruption. What a mouthful! Um, I've been watching pretty much all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Okay. Do you know who that is? I recognize the name. He directed. Uh, Does he do westerns? No, he's done a whole lot of things. So he did There Will Be Blood. Boogie Nights, Phantom Thread, The Master, Inherit Vice, heaps of real popular movies. Any of those movies. westerns? <laughs> I don't think. Well, kind of. There will be Bloods, a bit of bit of a western. Uh, but he was just nominated for Best Picture with Licorice Pizza, which has just come out. So I've trying. I've been trying to watch his stuff because I've never seen any of any of them, and they're all people love them. People go crazy about them, saying that some of his movies are the best movies ever. Hold on, hold on. Wait, repeat his name. Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. I do recognize his name. I'm just not sure what from. There's a lot of weird... This is something I've noticed. There's a lot of actors. There's Paul Thomas Anderson. There's Wes Anderson, who does yeah. like Isle of Dogs, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then there's Paul W.S. Anderson, who does like Monster Hunter and the Resident Evil series. Okay. They always confuse me. Okay. So, yeah, because I was <laughs> thinking, I was like, oh, wait, is this the guy who did... I was thinking like... um. Is it Hail Caesar? Is that what it's called? That movie? Or I think like... that's the Coen Brothers. But... That's the Coen Brothers. Yeah. 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 Similar but it's kind a of similar... Movies, I think. They have a similar vibe to like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. And then he's got a similar name to this guy. Yeah. But I'm definitely... I've heard his name. Like <laughs> yeah, I've definitely yeah, yeah. heard... Like I can tell that... Like when you say both of them, they both sound familiar. Yeah. Like... But it's it's like a blind spot out of all the movies I've watched. I've never seen his. So I've been making an effort to watch his stuff. And I think I've got two of his movies left. I've been just this month i've watched through a majority of them he's done a whole lot of short films using like leftover scenes from all the movies as well so i've been even watching those i'm not the biggest fan there was one of his movies called punch drunk love with adam sandler oh no and I, that's what i thought but it's a drama and he's playing this real like eccentric weird dude who falls for like a scam call and then he gets all these scammers trying to steal his money and like coming up to his home and threatening his like girlfriend. And it's really, really good. Hmm. I loved it. Hugely okay. recommend Punch Drunk Love. Uh, but yeah, I've got a couple more of those to finish off. And I want to catch Licorice Pizza, which we're not getting in Fungaday here where we live. So yeah. I wonder if it feels like any of the movies getting nominated for awards, like we never get to see. Honestly, yeah. New Zealand. Like crazy. they never come out in our cinemas. Because I, yeah, I watched all the Oscar nominations. A lot of them I've already seen, which is cool. But there's, yeah, Licorice Pizza and Drive My Car, a Japanese movie, which okay. I don't even think is coming out in New Zealand. And it's just like, how do I watch this thing? <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully it comes out soon. We're running out of time. So we need... <laughs> in typical okay. Collectania fashion. Uh, yeah, we're using up the whole episode just to talk about what we've been doing for the past week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we even need to see, say what we drink at this point? I'm drinking a whiskey. Hamish is drinking a tea. I finished my aloe vera drink. I ate aloe vera drink. That's mixing things up a bit. That's mixing things up a bit. Um, should we get started? I suppose. So you've never heard about this? 
I don't think I have. No. 1977 broadcast with Vrillin. No. A member of the Ashtar Galactic Command. No. So this southern television broadcast interruption was what's called a signal intrusion or when some something or someone takes over what's supposed to be on a broadcast and broadcast yes. their own thing instead. Yeah. And it occurred on the 26th of November 1977 in parts of southern England in the United Kingdom. Okay. The regular programming, which was the news at the time, was replaced for five minutes with a voice claiming to represent the Ashtar Galactic Command and delivering a message instructing humanity to abandon all of our weapons and participate in the future awakening to achieve a higher state of evolution. Okay. <laughs> and after this statement was delivered to everyone who was watching TV at the time, the TV just returned to normal and the Looney Tunes cartoon that was supposed to be playing faded back into actually playing. Later in the evening, after this thing happened, the television station uh, apologized to all the viewers and said that what had occurred was a breakthrough in sound, which has become like this famous saying to kind of describe what had happened. This event was it's kind of now known as a breakthrough in sound, signal intrusion. What do they mean? Like, a, what do they mean by breakthrough in sound? I don't understand. I don't. I don't really know because you'd think that's like a breakthrough <clears throat> is like a momentous achievement. Yeah. But it sounds like they're meaning someone broke through our sound. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit weird. But I thought that what we could do, me and you sitting here now, you've never heard this thing because no. I've actually got recordings of the signal intrusion or the words that were broadcast. Okay. So I was thinking we could listen to it. Yeah. And for you guys listening, we will put the link in our show notes. And if you want to click that link now and listen to the broadcast intrusion, then come back here. Um, we'll, we'll continue talking about it. And we might sum it up a bit if you don't really want to go and listen to it. It's five minutes long. And there's a bit of like skepticism to whether or not it's real, but it's definitely the real transcript of what was said. But yeah. people are unsure on whether or not it's the, a real recording of it or if someone's just re-recorded what would have happened. But yeah, click that link now if you want to listen to it, and we will listen to it here. Okay, we just listened to it. We just watched the video. Um, it's, it would give me a headache listening to that for too much longer. Right? It's long. But like the, the, the staticky sort of like thrumming in the background yeah the... hamish's first question to me was um, are you recrawling me when i played this video and i should have i should yeah. have admittedly that would have been a good idea but i missed the opportunity it's sad that people don't recroll anymore <laughs> it needs to come back it does it did come back for a bit but it seems it? like it's it seems like it's gone so that was pretty crazy that was pretty crazy everyone gets a message from Vrillin, mm. apparently from an alien group called the ashtar galactic command mm -hmm. who are telling us that we need to change our ways before we can enter into the new age of aquarius mm -hmm. and then saying that they're now leaving this earth and our destiny is kind of in our hands yeah so i have a few thoughts the first <laughs> thing i pictured when i started hearing this was someone's figured out how like I don't know. I don't know how it all, all the TV stuff works or how yeah. like all the, but I just picture someone in the studio who was just like, wait a minute, if I flick the switch, I can over, you know, or do this. I can do, I can actually broadcast 
my voice over the tea, you know, or something like that. I don't know how it works exactly, yeah. but that's what I was thinking in my head is like someone's figured it out. I just pictured this person who's written this this script up for a giggle and just <laughs> was like, you know what, I don't care if I get fired. And they're just like huddling under their desk, like speaking into a microphone <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as i said i might be completely wrong you might not like be able to do that at all on a, a studio well, or maybe you could back then i don't know what's but, the other alternatives though aliens um yeah or someone someone doing basically the same thing only being a lot more smarter about it not yeah. working at the studio and having um having technology enough Different to do location. it i guess i don't know but again i don't know how one would do that i'm not very i'm not that tech savvy so yeah well it's there's a lot of i guess answers or a lot of theories people come up with as to what happened who did mm. this however no one's come forward no one ever was discovered to have no done this no one got sacked from there no one was sacked. like a couple of days of that no one was hiding hiding under their desks or they did it stealthily enough not to get fired afterwards Mm. but this event was crazy like imagine just families at home watching the news yeah this coming over their tv screens that would freak them out that would freak me out yeah like that's crazy and everyone just yeah went crazy with it people called up like the television station would just received hundreds and hundreds of calls from people in the public and people seem to have contradictory like messages or what or what they heard people heard different names for Verlin. The yeah. person who was speaking to them. Well, it's a bit static here. It's kind of That's harder. the thing, right? Yeah. You, the, you can't really... There were some bits in there that I couldn't hear what was actually being said, but I could read... Yeah, the, just the what, transcript on the video. Yeah, so it was like... Yeah, and apparently different names, different words, what was said has changed, but that's all things kind of up to hearing because yeah. there wouldn't have been a transcript from people hearing it back in the day. But the story went nationwide, and, and then in a couple of days it even went worldwide people everywhere were talking about it but then independent television news soon afterwards announced that it was a hoax yeah they've discovered it was a hoax it was 100 percent a hoax they said it that a broadcast transmitter yeah. known at the time or one that could do this at the time was called the hannington television transmitter okay was able to pick up and rebroadcast signals from nearby transmitters okay so they had the hannington that's what they used. And their theory was that somehow it accidentally picked up someone's transmission from somewhere nearby. Okay. And overrode what was on the station. So that sounds plausible. Like, Yeah, that makes a bit more... Because my next question was like... Well, my next two questions were, um, why only on that one board? If it was... Yeah, why was it only on that one... Television station. Television yeah, station. Yeah. If it was actually like advanced aliens like aliens come on give it to everyone at the planet all at once not just the small town in england um <laughs> and the other thing was um oh shoot what was the other thing so oh yeah why didn't why did it only happen once yeah as well like if well, it was leaving the earth that, dude no, no no not for the aliens but for someone hacking in yeah true. why did it only happen once why didn't they try and do it multiple times mm. if they actually were able to do it it worked and had a response from people as well yeah yeah so my theory of someone in the studio last day of work or something you know they they just got noticed they're <laughs> handed in their you know they just got accidentally noticed that, uh, yeah they just got to handed, a different channel <laughs> noticed that they were getting sacked with downsizing <laughs> or something like that you know they're angry at their boss or whatever they didn't care yeah possible 
but um, they came to the conclusion, the television station, that someone to do this would need a considerable amount of technical know-how. Yeah. Like, they'll need to figure out the right signal to transmit on. Um, they'll need to figure out exactly how to get it to overtake the current broadcast. Yeah. Like, someone would need to know this stuff to be able to do this. But, yeah, they, they sent a statement out that a hoax jammed their transmitter. Oh, sorry, a hoaxer. Hoaxer. So, they said a hoaxer. So, I guess someone who does a hoax. Like, okay. Yeah, a hoaxer tra- jammed their transmitter by taking another transmitter very close to it. So, I guess their theory or their explanation for it at the time was someone came up near the studio in a van or someone set up a transmitter nearby and just okay. knew how to. But And then they did the recording themselves and transmitted it? Yeah, or, that would be the theory. Or is it like they're swapping over, so someone was just like at home watching their like the horror sci-fi or something star trek and then, yeah. yeah and then it's just like what the heck i've got this news <laughs> yeah. why has it jumped to the news suddenly <laughs> but it, even though um even though the television broadcast company came forward said obviously a hoax people can do this with the right technology so so many people didn't believe it so many hmm. people thought that the television studio were just trying to cover their cover their tracks and people chose to believe that they'd actually received a real message from aliens, from the Ashtar Galactic Command. Within two days of the incident's report, a letter to the editor was published in a newspaper. Yeah. That said, how can the IBA, the, I guess one of the broadcast companies or anyone else, be sure that the broadcast was a hoax? Someone else said, nobody has seemed to consider that Asteron or Virilian, may have been for real. And by as late as 1985, the story has since then just entered folklore and pe- people still believe in some places that this was real. This was hmm. aliens trying to contact us before leaving us. And that's why okay. we haven't had so, so many sightings of aliens since, you know, when so many sightings of cryptids and random supernatural occurrences happened back back in the day yeah but they don't really happen all that much anymore yeah and it's true they don't like we don't see videos of yeah bigfoot or we don't see well, we see yeah, true. the odd ufo thing but it's all kind of debunked and explained away and we have drones and so many things nowadays that it's kind of yeah so it's, yeah it's either a thing of like they've either disappeared since then or our technology's just gotten so much better that it what they were has just become more clearer to us, but without us realizing. Yeah, you know, that's it. Eh? That Bigfoot was actually something else, you know. <laughs> that's totally it. Yeah. But yeah, a hoax, <clears throat> which is believable. Like I, I can totally see how that could have happened. But still, no one's figured out who did it. Yeah. No one's come forward to be like, "Hey, I'm that guy who did that thing 50 years ago." Which is interesting because normally someone would even just to lie about it just right. be like you know oh yeah it was me just to oh i suppose they might be worried about getting sued or something i don't know like especially nowadays i mean my dad was born in 77 yeah so I don't know, actually was my mum born in 77 my mum was born in 77 so depending on how old they were they might still be alive so i wouldn't see like if this was a hoax your, your mum and dad it was my parents <laughs> it was my dad and my mum when she was a newborn yeah <laughs> but like you wouldn't get any legal repercussions nowadays if you're just like hey i'm that guy who did that back then I don't, yeah i suppose 
but then they might get a lot of like hate for it maybe yeah. i don't know maybe. or i don't know yeah it, it's a good point why wouldn't someone um yeah if they do they were doing something so ridiculous and bold why wouldn't yeah. they it's take still credit talked for about it nowadays like yeah it's yeah an urban unless legend. it was the person getting sacked from their job and they and the tv company decided that they didn't want everyone knowing that how easy it was and <laughs> didn't want anyone else doing it again so they yeah just, so they just uh, they just covered it up gave them a payout said you can never talk about this or yeah yeah well i have collected a few theories or a few little tidbits of history which may in some way connect up to what happened and i thought we could go through them i mean kind of what we did for the polybius episode just talk through them and then maybe yeah. at the end come up with our idea of what could have happened. <laughs> I think we these. know what happened. Like, we know what happened, right? It's 100% aliens. We know that, but... I was going to say, go get sacked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're well, on the same page here. <laughs> well, I'll see if your theory changes after these. Okay, okay. So first thing I want to touch on... It's a pretty solid theory, just saying. It is, it is. Good job coming up with it yourself. Big old red button. That's all that you need to do, press it, it yeah. overrides the signal. <laughs> the override button. <laughs> First thing I want to talk about is realism. Okay. Or realism? Realism. It's just the religion that came afterwards. It's a religion. That came afterwards? It, it didn't come afterwards, it was before. Okay. So, as time went on after this broadcast, people began to believe, and it was a very huge theory around the time, that... The people who did this, the people who overtook the station, was the Raelian community. Okay. And the Raelians were a UFO cult. Well, yeah, I was going to ask why does Raelian sound like a stupid <laughs> way of alien. saying alien. Raelian. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like something out of X-Files, absolutely, but it's... Yeah, why hasn't X- <laughs> has X-Files covered this at all? Well, UFO cults everywhere in X-Files. Yeah, I mean, true. It's pretty much the same thing, right? Well, like, they didn't cover, like, TV... Like, Broadcasts, t- yeah, yeah. Did they? I think they must Oh, have. I think they've done similar things. There was, like, that one where there was, like, the something was sending through signals through the oh, TV. that's right. When ones and zeros, and yeah, the yeah, kid yeah. was able to, like, register it. Yeah. And the government wanted them because he was just writing them down. That's right. And it was like all their... All that their, was aliens, dude. It was all the information that they didn't want people knowing or something yeah. like that. It was all That's like right. Top season one. I need to go back to season one. But yeah, realism was a UFO religion that was founded in the early 1970s. So this was before 1977 when this happened. And it was founded in France by hmm. a man called Claude Verillon. 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 That sounds very similar to Vrillin. Well, Vr- it sounds exactly the same to Vrillin. So Vrillin, the person who spoke they to spell us differently? in the broadcast was V-R-I-L-L-O-N. Well, he didn't exactly spell it out for us, did he? Uh, he exactly, right? And people have heard different things. So Vrillin, and this guy's last name is Claude V-O-R-I-L-H-O-N. So more like Vrillon. Vrillon. That Which sounds, sounds very, very, very French and very, very similar to this aliens. I was joking. You, you were butchering it, probably. <laughs> I, I'm not going to attempt it. Do you want to give it a go? No. <laughs> but Claude, to make it easier for us, he renamed his name to Rail. Okay. Rail, Railian, He likes to name things Railism. after himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Very much so. But Railism and this whole religion that he created. Yeah believes and teaches that an extraterrestrial species known as Elohim okay. 
created humanity using advanced technology. That's how we're all created. It believes that Elohim have historically been mistaken in history for gods and claims that the Elohim created 40 Elohim and human hybrids. Okay. Throughout time. And they've served alien human hybrids, alien human hybrids throughout time. And they have served as prophets preparing humanity for news about our origins. Okay. So they believe that these alien human hybrids, are Jesus okay. he was one of them. Buddha was one of them. Muhammad and Raoul himself, old Claude from France was yeah. the 40th and final of these prophets. Oh yeah. He was, he's an alien human hybrid. And the word Elohim itself is interesting because I mean, we both know this and it's mentioned in the Bible a few times. It's just the Hebrew word for God. Yeah. Like this is how the Christian God is, is written down in a lot of Bible translations or in, in ancient Hebrew. And it gets really weird because Claude Rael, as his name is, is now, claims that he was contacted by the Elohim. Yeah. And he, since after that, just constructed this whole organization around it. Yeah. And this organization was called MADEC. Okay. M-A-D-E-C-H, which was shortly disbanded in 1976. Okay. It creates this organization around its beliefs. It's disbanded and then replaced shortly afterwards between 1976 and 1977 by the Raelian Church. Okay. So we've caught up to 1977 when the broadcast intrusion was. Yeah. His new organization, this church of his was structured around a hierarchy of seven levels that you needed to reach throughout this, let's be real, a cult. And it just attracted more and more followers in France. He was able to speak people, talk to people and get them interested and then get them into this church. And it obtained a whole country estate in France. Okay. They owned a country estate. And then shortly after, it was relocated completely to Quebec. And this is recently. So after 1977 and 1998. Yeah. Rail established what 1998. 1998. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. Okay. Well, heaps has happened in the time, but th- this is something I thought was really weird and interesting. They've now created this, what they call it, the Order of Angels, which is an all-female group. Yeah. And they've been <clears throat> completely taken away from the rest of society. They live together, and they tr- all they do is train to become mates of the Elohim when we want, when we join together one day. Okay. So that's late nineties. That's what's going on with realism. And another one of their strange beliefs is that since the Hiroshima bomb, 1945, humanity is now in what's called the age of apocalypse. And we threaten ourselves with our weapons, with nuclear annihilation. And they argue that humanity, and they teach that humanity needs to find a way of putting aside our weapons and finding a peaceful way to end conflict. That's one of their main teachings. Yeah. And once we do that, once humanity does that, the Elohim will return to Earth and share their technology with us and we'll we'll live together and establish perfection. We'll establish utopia together with our And creators. then we'll blow ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's what their whole belief is. And to this end they've kind of brought an embassy they've, they've created places where they want the Elohim to come back to they've created landing pads for spaceships when the aliens come back to us one day and they engage in daily meditation hoping that 
we they will gain immortality to be able to live to when the Elohim will return. They've, yeah. They've even looked into weird things like human cloning. Yeah. And, dude, this is weird. I only read into a little bit of it, but in 1997, they created a group called CloneAid. Okay. And the director of this group was a Raelian <clears throat> called Brigitte Boesler. Yeah. And in 2002, they came forward and they said that they've successfully produced a human clone. Okay, that's highly illegal, isn't it? It's in illegal, most... yeah. Is that uh, everywhere, though? I think so. I think it is. And this clone's name's <clears throat> Eve. Very original. <laughs> Very original name. I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of different things where they're like, oh, we're calling this one Our first Adam. creation, yeah, Adam and Eve. Yeah. So... <laughs> really original names. Yeah, and it's been... It was met with heaps of scrutiny from the public when this was announced. Um, I think Brigitte, the director, was brought to court. And under oath, she said this was true. Eve, the clone's been created. There's actually even two more cloned babies after her that were that were created as well. Um, but yet, to this day, no proof has been given for them. You kind of looked them up online and nothing's really been said about these clones at all since 2002. And... She, she even came forward, Brigitte, and said that she's never never seen evil, these clones, that she's only seen videotapes of them, and they're, they're out in a different country somewhere, and there's no way that we can find them. They're kept by the Raelian church under secrecy. Okay. Wild stuff. No, that's crazy. So this guy essentially just been going around starting up businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, different organizations. Or organizations, probably <laughs> non-profit organizations. Yeah, totally. Different cults been building, somehow building like non-profits. Probably, at least probably members are giving money into it. Yeah. How does non-profit work exactly? No, let's not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? But it's weird. It's weird, crazy alien cult weirdness. And it's stuff that I never really knew. Like you've heard, you hear about this stuff. I feel like there's a lot of like, like even just X Files. Yeah, stuff totally that's right. Probably based off of this yeah. sort of thing, or inspired by this kind of. But I always thought that was purely like fictional. Like I kind of always thought that there was this weird stuff going on. Like there's <laughs> like a lot of the, you know, for a lot of things, like what X Files shows and other uh, other movies and shows that are, might yeah. be on a similar vein, of you know, like um theme, um. I always felt like, oh, yeah, they're probably inspired by real life stuff, but exaggerating it slightly. Totally. Um, or like, yeah, but like, <laughs> so it doesn't really surprise me that, the, the, you know, there is a group like this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's quite shocking when you hear about it. It's just like, what? People living alone, keeping women separate to get ready for, to mate with the aliens when they return. And the whole cloning stuff, like, it just gets weirder and weirder. But the, the, yeah. I, guess, I guess the thing that people latched onto was that the Raelians' belief was that the age of apocalypse was now. Humanity need, needs to put aside their weapons and become peaceful with one another. We need to end conflict. And that's pretty much what the broadcast said. Yeah. Was that we need to put aside our weapons. We needed to learn peace before we wanted, before we could enter the next stage or the age of Aquarius and achieve higher evolution the aliens came back to us so very similar and this is what some people thought was that the raelian church somehow transmitted this message and was trying to get people to catch on to their religion it was around the same time all this stuff was happening yeah. maybe hamish maybe the raelian church was right yeah true actually then that would explain well not not for them <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like 
I'm meaning like maybe they would explain them doing it would explain why no one's claimed to do it. You know, have done it. No one stepped out and said, "Yeah, it was me." Yeah. Because if they did it, they'd want everyone to continue believing that it was real. Totally right. So that does actually make sense. Yeah. But I still think it's the guy in this. It's, it's, it's the guy working for the broadcast company. Well, I've got no, another option. No, that's for actually you. that's actually more feasible. I think, yeah, I think so too. Some part, even if it's just someone like working on their own but in the weird cult mm. yeah taking it upon themselves to get more people into the cause because the, the idea is that the, i guess they want everyone in the cult to believe yeah. in the cult and so if they said even in the cult that they were doing this mm. like to too many people um like basically anyone doing it would either have to be brainwashed enough to not realize the fact that they're making up stuff to try and bring people into the cult yeah or it's someone who knows that this is all fake and just a a scheme essentially to have power over people and they're in on that and they're just like yep okay let's do this to brainwash more people essentially yeah that's so that's where it's a bit a bit sticky i guess is because it's like well why yeah who how would they do this without jeopardizing everything mm. if someone else in the in the cult found out yeah know, exactly like it, that they were faking stuff definitely makes sense why they want to keep it a secret and not come forward yeah if you're looking if you're believing that that's what happened <clears throat> but there's another one that i think might even be uh, i don't know more closely linked than the Ray, raelian community yeah because they seem quite like distant like just over land yeah know, totally they're, right they're, like, they're like far starting away in france country. they're moving to quebec and... yeah it's like quite far away sort of <laughs> feeling anyway yeah yeah the next like why would they pick that random like station in london in london oh, in, in england yeah yeah well yeah it was in england yeah, it was like a random small town <laughs> in england wasn't it like why would they pick there why wouldn't they do if it was somewhere in france or like yeah easy explanation yeah it was there it'd, it'd make... it's the church Another person I wanted to touch on, his name's George Van Tassel, an easy name, which I always appreciate. Yeah. And in the late 1940s, Van Tassel found himself living out in the Mo... Is it the Mohave Desert? We're terrible with names. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm terrible with names. No, I am too. <laughs> wow. Got a ton of everything. Um, but he found himself living out in the desert yeah. with an eccentric friend named Frank Kritzer. Now, Frank Kritzer created a home for himself out in the desert underneath a massive boulder, which has now become known as Giant Rock. And it was a sacred place among Native American tribes. Kritzer dug out his whole home and he built a number of airstrips around it. It's like airships. He's like, whoa. (laughs) Airstrips. The the airstrips, I'm guessing he's... It's probably just clearing away dirt in the desert, Yeah, right? making a nice level, like, runway, yeah. not really... Um, Laying concrete. And... Yeah, I wouldn't... I'd <laughs> yeah. say that would be quite expensive and difficult to do <laughs> yeah, that. strip's probably a loose term for what they were. He has, like, a quarry and everything, and, and like, <laughs> makes his own concrete and everything like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seemed to be building a house, but let's be honest, it's probably just a sh- little shelter underneath the rock. Yeah, oh, I'm literally picturing like a hole underneath the rock with yeah. some sticks, like holding it up, preventing it from crushing his head. A couple lines in the sand for his runways. <laughs> but he, um, shortly after setting this all up, he found himself in serious trouble with the government and was accused of being a spy. Yeah. 
and he was yeah. killed in 1942. Wait, Com- when did you say this was? It's, it's like when he started? The late, the late 1940s is when George Van Tassel gets into things. Okay. But this is Kritzer, 1942. He was killed in a confrontation apparently involving a box of dynamite. Okay. Who knows he when probably... dynamite comes into it. He's probably <laughs> just blowing some more holes in the rock. <laughs> He's sick of living under it. He wanted to live in it. So. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, I, th- I think I said early on that George Van Tassel lived with Van Kritster, but I, I that's completely wrong. George Van Tassel worked for a place called Douglas Aircraft as an aeronautical engineer and flight tester for experiment experimental aircrafts in the area. Okay, and he knew Kritzer, and he moved his family to the place that Kritzer had lived after Kritzer had died. The hole in the ground. The hole in the ground, and yeah. he built it into a cafe. And nice. started to hold conventions in the area and operate the airstrips that were set up. Just for yeah. people flying in, people coming out for the weekend to spend some time at the cafe, the conventions. Those little lines in the sand. <laughs> Those really... lines in the sand. Yeah, man. They're working. And soon these these UFO conventions just grow huge. Thousands yeah. of people would come in. And Van Tassel started to believe that Giant Rock was a source of electromagnetic energy. That yeah. would allow him to contact extraterrestrial beings. Ah, oh, yeah. It's convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. Makes sense. Honestly, it makes sense. And he'd start to hold meditation ceremonies under the rock. In the hole. In the hole. In which he'd contact these alien entities. Yeah. One of which, one of these meditation sessions that he had, resulted in him meeting an alien mm-hmm. who gave him instructions to build something called the integratron integratron integration into it's, it's like integration with a few eyes missing in integratron like okay. sounds like a transformer and this is was apparently a structure they're wanting him to build that would make it capable of time travel and they wanted him to kind of start to time travel for them and start to do things for him and set up a place where they could come in one of these entities yeah that apparently talked to him, was known as Ashtar. Okay. And if you remember back to the broadcast, yeah, Vrillin from the Ashtar Galactic Command. Ah. So this is Ashtar. All links together. It's all linking together, man. Ashtar speaking to Van Tassel. So but you think Ashtar would be kind of high up on the ranks? Man, if, and, if, it's, and, if it's named after it's the own, Galactic Command. Or is he named after the Galactic Command? Well, apparently to Van Tassel, Ashtar was just a guy or an alien that was, his job was to be in a space station overseeing Earth. Okay. So Ashtar, he's your guy under the desk, dude. He's just working for a company. He's an alien up in a space station. Yeah. Trying to see, get a message through to the people on Earth. So maybe I make... am right. It's just it's someone, he's not, he's not meant to be doing that. It's his <laughs> last day on the job, but he just happens to be also an alien working for <laughs> the intergalactic. <laughs> yeah. Know that's the answer i reckon corporation or something <laughs> but apparently ashtar this alien told van tassel pretty much the same thing that the Raelians believed and the same thing that was transmitted over the broadcast that we had to stop using nuclear weapons we had yeah. to put aside conflict and we had to stop destroying the planet yeah and it gets even weirder like this i can't believe the stuff that is said to have happened so in 1952 and this is still before 1977 yeah Van Tassel sent a series of letters to the government, warning them that alien spaceships, the the US government, okay, 
Yeah, man. Yep. He's going up to the top. He's trying to get to the president. He's warning people that spacecrafts were coming to Earth. And so he, gonna... he didn't go to like the UN or anything. He just like... Straight to the government. <laughs> I don't know. He probably... I don't know what he did. Apparently he sent a series of letters. So a lot of letters. And he was warning people that aliens were about to be appearing over Washington. Okay. We're yeah. about to get... Uh, yeah, that would make sense then. The yeah. US government. US government. And a few weeks after that, one of the largest UFO events ever occurred. And this is something that's documented. Thousands of, of people over the US, especially in Washington, saw fleets of spacecraft hovering over the Capitol building. Yeah. And within like the week, just it's been the most amount of time to this day that alien sightings have occurred. Yeah. Never before or after has the Air Force had such like a tidal wave or amount of calls or reports of UFOs. And it all happened in the same year that Van Tassel said that he was contacted by Ashtar and that aliens yeah. were going to come over the Washington, over Washington. Yeah. Craziness. Hmm. I don't know. Did he create his own fleet of spacecraft on his airstrips and fly them over Washington? Who knows? Maybe he was just a stargazer and he kind of just knew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was like a comet or something. Comets hovering over the capital. Well, no, it's just like most of the most of the time with those sorts of things is like, um, it's either it's either something like a, it's unidentified because they yeah. can't identify what the aircraft is, but really it's just something man-made, um, or it's something to do with like. Like comets and stuff like that, yeah. isn't it? Not often? Isn't that often the excuse? It's like, oh, yeah, it's just a, a meteorite or something or a comet or something. Well, I mean, by. totally. I mean, calling something UFO is still unidentified flying object. Like, yeah. anything. Like, you're totally right. Just anything up in space, a trick of a camera. Yeah. Um, anything like that. Uh, and since since then, George Van Tassel has actually died from a heart attack while mm-hmm. he was still building his Intergratron, his time travel device. didn't get to finish it. Nope, and it was never fully completed, as he never told anyone else the schematics or how to build it. And to this day, they haven't been able to get this alien time travel device from Ashtar working. Do they have any pictures of it or anything? Like, Nothing. how far did he get from making it? I don't know. Yeah, I need to. I'd actually need to look into it more. But then, how far did he go with looking into all this stuff? Like, it's craziness. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I don't know if you've, you wouldn't have seen this movie. You ever watched any Blackadder, have you? No, uh, I haven't. Blackadder, Back and Forth. Um, back and Forth? Yeah, I, I think, think that's the it's time travel movie. Right? Yeah, it's the time travel one. I'm pretty sure it's, that's what it's called. But they make the time machine in that. Oh, it was meant to be like a hoax. They make it. Um, they, he gets Baldrick to make it. His, like, I think it was his butler or something at the time. Um, to make it uh, to, just as a prank to fool some people or something. To, like, yeah. um, but... He, and he was following some kind of like wacky up design or something, mm. but it ends up working. But I'm just picturing that <laughs> yeah, yeah. what he made it was just like a wooden little like it almost looked like an outhouse kind of design. It was just like just picturing that it's like oh he's not finished yet. Yeah. We don't know what he was going. Just like what would he be just creating? repurposed a, like a toilet. Or something. Yeah, yeah, repurposed an outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What could it be? Uh, we don't have the schematics. 
Oh, man. I'd love to see what actually, like, the hole in the rock and everything looks like, because I've honestly just imagined that whole setup is just... But, well... It, well, you put a cafe. He, like, yeah, the cafe must still yeah, be there, right? Big Rock. We should... We need it. Call it a trip to Big yeah. Rock sometime? I don't know. We still need to go to, to, go to the Mojo There's so many other Chris. places we need to go to. Do we want to fly to the US and <laughs> yeah. look at a cafe that <laughs> might Full of crazies? That's probably... Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I've got a little bit more about, like, on people that believed what Van Tassel said and some of his followers. So and he he had a following as well. He had a following as well. And it was the people that come up to these conventions would undertake in his meditations um, sessions to these aliens. And the group was still going strong. They called themselves Ashtar Command members. Okay. They're members of the Ashtar Command. And in 1994, they claimed that an extraordinary event had taken place. They said that all of them had undertook what was called the liftoff experience and that they communicated that they had been placed aboard a ship of light, okay. which is currently circling the planet to this day, and that they had used or had, had used physical vibrational transfers, which took their human consciousnesses into the light ships. Okay. This is what they said happened to them. So they got beamed up. Yeah. They got beamed up to the ship, the Ashtar ship circling the, the globe. In December 1994, again, there was another event that supposedly happened with this group when they it was declared that they had opened a portal to the Ashtar command ships forever. This is the portal they opened up that would always be there. They'd always be able to go back and forth. And it was claimed that, that in order to participate, a person's vibrations were raised through an eight-step contemplative procedure and that the pioneer voyage would occur during the period of a devotee's meditative state and would later be revealed to the individual in some form of conscious recall. So you basically you'd you'd go into a meditation probably yes. with assisted with drugs. Yes. And you wouldn't remember anything. You wouldn't remember anything. Yep. You wouldn't you well, you'll only remember something. You'll just black out and then you'll wake up and then a few days later you'll get these random weird wacky memories. Yeah, that you of what your consciousness was doing aboard these light ships. Oh yeah. And a few members of the group have actually since then said that they've had the memory recall. Yeah. And that they have They've only just had it. Uh, I, I don't know the dates, but it, I, I suppose it was ages of time past. Like, I, don't, I don't even think days. I think it's months and even years they start to remember things. And there was a group of them meeting in Australia who yeah. had this collective recall. And they began providing accounts to each other of their time aboard the ships. And apparently they all remember being there for ages, for an extensive amount of time, even though the meditation period was very short. Yeah. That's all I've got on this what, weird what have they do Ashtar Van Tassel group. They just sat in the ship. <laughs> just walked around this light ship. Wow, we're in an alien, alien <laughs> ship. Now, this is, oh, again, a whole lot of randomness, a whole lot of weird alien UFO cult beliefs. Yeah. The thing that I find real interesting is the name Ashtar being used. And yeah, Ashtar there's a lot Kamar. of crossovers, eh? Yeah. I'd be very interested, like, whether or not there's some kind of, like, old alien like tv show like sci-fi tv yeah, show that has or, these names yeah that has yeah. these names because there's a lot of old like there are a lot of old um sci-fi movies and tv shows and and things like that that are probably completely forgotten about by like our generation totally and, right and even generations of people like from that you know when these yeah sort of things happen that are like 
but like most of the people like that that guy built the cafe mm. like when did you say it was around like 1940 something I think 40s yeah when all that so that's like quite old mm. and imagine like if there was a tv show out around that time or just a random like sci-fi writer so, i know pulp fiction or something that you start reading his stuff yeah a movie i have actually thought about watching it's meant to be like the the i don't i can't remember what it's called but it's meant to be essentially the very first like proper sci-fi movie is it metropolis so it's like, i think yeah it's yeah metropolis. i thought about that too the um, film. it seems like honestly i would think oh the very first sci-fi movie is going to be like it's just going to be something really dorky and mm. trying to be like kind of like some like real b-grade horror or something but when i actually look at it it looks like like full-on proper like it's old but it looks pretty yeah crazy yeah Real like out the, there ideas and stuff as well like it actually seems kind of like i don't know it, it seems interesting yeah i've considered watching it um mm. but i have no idea where you'd watch it yeah, i think <laughs> i've got it on be, dvd you've got it on dvd well i bought like it must be like a random bootleg dvd collection of 200 black and white horror movies yeah is it considered uh, horror as well i i don't know but it, apparently they were public domain and metropolis is one of them and i but there's like sherlock holmes in it and heaps of random stuff so i don't know yeah. where i brought that from it's probably illegal who knows but <laughs> i've got metropolis probably in a different <laughs> language who knows could that fall under our uh, theme of broadcast <laughs> no this is an alien. I'm talking about the broadcast. Even this could have easily been alien themed. UFO cult. You could have just said, U- <laughs> or even UFO themed. Yeah, well, you know, we're going out I mean, I, I get why it's broadcast, but like, broadcast is such a random thing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to our movie picks. We'll get into those soon. I've got one more kind of belief that some people believe. Okay. Some, yeah. One more theory. The last thing is related to a old radio show called The War of the Worlds. Uh, which has been yes. remade into movies. Yep. Latest one being directed by Steven Spielberg having Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I quite like that movie. I haven't watched any of the older stuff, but it was broadcast the night before Halloween in 1938. Yeah. Yeah. This is ages ago. And Orson Welles narrated it over radio. Yeah. And it caused thousands to panic. The story going across people's radios of aliens attacking Earth, people reacting to it. People just tuned in, started to listen. What year did you say? 1938. 38, okay. So people started to, to listen, and some people would have even come partway through and just took it as a real announcement that an alien force was coming, an alien invasion was here on Earth. Yeah. And there were stories of people taking to the streets during this time, and people trying to get to safety, all while this broadcast was taking place, or this radio broadcast. And some people have proposed... That the 1977 broadcast signal intrusion that we've been talking about is in reality part of a government test. You knew that this theory was coming, that it's the government who's done yeah. it. That off the, some people believe that off the back of the 1938 War of the Worlds radio broadcast, yeah. that the government wanted to try and gauge the population's susceptibility to a fake extraterrestrial assault. And see yeah. how people on Earth would react. They saw, they saw how people reacted to the War of the Worlds back in 1938. They wanted to see in the 70s how people would react to the same thing. Yeah, except for only not in America now, but mm-hmm. in the UK. So people believe that they chose a small town away from America even. Yeah. 
and just wanted to try and see what would happen a little test so they thought it was still the american government though not not the the british government i don't know the government dude so that's the thing with a lot of these it's like what government are you talking about and do you believe that all the governments all the governments in cahoots dude everyone knows that (laughs) (laughs) everyone it's the it's the lizard people and the aliens on top of it all anyway so yeah yeah so it's it's the lizard the lizard people government that they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but, are, they they must not like aliens then the lizard people. Yeah, it's probably the it's probably you reckon eons old war between the two. Yeah, well, do you reckon the lizard people are like from Earth or do you think they're from somewhere else from and the they're moon. just like they're from the moon? Yeah, that that is that actually the theory? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. No, that's a fact. So that's but then. When did they start coming here? Do you reckon that was like when, during the moon landing? Moon like, landing. One of the pe- one of the spacemen came back. So, the, but this is before lizard. then. So this isn't the lizard. Yeah, man. true. Can't be lizard men. Well, that's yeah. their theory off. There we go. Oh man, that's disappointing. See, we're doing we're doing a good <laughs> job here debunking <laughs> theories. It's not the lizard men. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I I I did a bit of reading up about a conspiracy that's very popular to this day, even. Yeah. Which is known as Project Bluebeam. Yeah. And people believe that the government. Yeah. The government. <laughs> the government. Is yes. one day going to stage a real alien invasion. Stage a real alien yes. invasion. Not gonna, just broadcast. No. The, one, broadcast to this day, people believe that they're going to somehow make everyone on Earth believe or in, in certain areas that aliens are attacking. Yeah. And that we need to fight up against them in the hopes that we would fight against something else is what people call a false flag event. So potentially... Fight against something else to try and cause world peace or something. So imagine if a country started attacking us. Yeah. And our government... People believe that the government would try and make us believe that this country was aliens. Yeah. And that we need to fight back against these alien invaders when in reality it's just like World War III or something. So, yeah, this is the thing I don't get when they're like, oh, the government. Are they just... (laughs) Because, like... If they believe it is all the governments in cahoots, yeah. or at least most of them, yeah. why do they believe that they need to have all these big fake things, like these, you know, um, staged events to try and, like, cause world peace when they're literally running the entire world? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's if all the governments were in cahoots, they could yeah. all stop fighting amongst themselves. Like, if they, they're all working together to be like, yeah, let's... It's put all these alien like fakes out there to, to test things. I don't know. It just it just seems so stupid. Uh, like it doesn't make sense to me. It's Unless stupid. of course it was one government trying to like trying to unite the other governments and groups like together against something so that they could have power over them. Yeah. Know? Then that you know that's that seems like still a bit of a crazy fear but it seems a bit more reasonable than all the governments are working together to try and yeah yeah i don't know the specifics of blue project bluebeam like it could very much just be the american government or it could be certain governments but the thing is most of these stories are from america other than the original one that we're actually going to be talking about um (laughs) that yeah it seems like that would be the government they're talking about yeah well people some people believe that it was the government and that they were just testing how people would react to an announcement of an alien invasion or the aliens were real and they wanted to warn us and yeah. see what would happen and that they got some data from it and they were happy hmm. that's what some people believe 
That's interesting because, I mean, that comes up all the time. The government's an answer for even the Polybius that we talked about. Some people yeah. believe that the government was putting these machines in to test out different thing technology on what it would do to people's minds. Government are doing this to test out what would people would react. But, yeah, that's what popped up a lot when I was researching this, that it's the government. But, in reality, the mystery still remains. Like, no one's come forward... Did humanity really receive a message from extraterrestrials? Was it a misguided cult trying to scare people into joining them? Was yeah. it the government trying to exert their control? Or was it simply a guy under his desk, sick of his day job? Or an alien or an under alien, his desk. An galactic command. Sick of his day job of having to <laughs> monitor Earth. Yeah, man. That'd be pretty just, boring. And he's just messing with us. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we, I, don't, I can't actually... I can't say you, my real name. I'll just say I'm from Ashtar Command. I call myself Rillin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. Um, I just you, thought it was cool. I mean, the listening to that audio kind of gives me chills. I don't know why. Like, it's just this weird... It very much reminds me of the shows I love, X-Files. Yeah, and I think, like I think it's a, a thing of, like, um, that feeling of, like, yeah, this is all hoax, but then it's also kind of, like the unknown of like well we don't mm. know what it is so it's like it it would be the i think it would be the same feeling as if we got a hold of polybius and you sat down to play it yeah it, you'd probably get the same chill feeling yeah because you're totally. like all the rumors all an the urban story. legend yeah even though like, we know it's just an arcade game yeah it's it's kind of like ooh, it's a bit creepy yeah. so there's, there's a lot of i don't know i mean it would be it's, scary i keep going back to imagining 1977 yeah just this coming on your tv and you hearing these words yeah that would be creepy that yeah, would freak would. me out even now like, yeah with, totally right i feel like it would be a lot easier now with like the way tvs and stuff work with smart tvs and stuff someone could easily like yeah or not for everyone mm. but like someone could easily like hack and like i don't know and like broadcast something on your local network like yeah. on your on your wi-fi you know if they hook up to your wi-fi and stuff That's like that right. they can i mean even though that our um, like town had a local news or a, a local television channel for a while yeah like i could see how it'd be easy for someone to overtake that yeah and like even just i think even just if it was like just my tv <laughs> yeah. i would probably still get a creep so if some, yeah. if something like that happened like i i, I remember um waking up in the middle of the night to my soundbar so it's like the big, yeah, you know what I said. Yeah, like. yeah. The big speaker under the TV. It's got Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth capable as well. It's got all you know all the different yeah. settings for different connections and stuff like that. But woke up to the middle of the night to it blaring loud with something. I can't remember what. I think it might have been music or something bassy or oh, I can't remember. But it just suddenly very like max volume, and it's got like a subwoofer that it connects up to as well. Mm. Middle of the night, it just started like cutting in and out and it was yeah. like blaring this music on and off like cutting in and off on and off and by the time i got out to it i think it had stopped and i was just like i don't know it just it freaked me out because i was just like what on earth is this yeah like, I mean, what's going on and then I, I sort of realized oh, i was probably somehow someone's phone connecting to it yeah. while they're driving past playing their music on their oh, speaker or something like that probably but even then, it's like, it's not meant to be able to do that. You're not meant to be able to hook up randomly mm. without... It's aliens. You think it's aliens? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had some random experiences like that as well. Like, I vividly remember being young, going to a friend's house, and waking up in the middle of the night and hearing this creepy music playing in the distance. 
Yeah. And then I woke one of my friends up and they couldn't hear it. And I remember yeah, you've that got a lot of creepy times, stories. Of, yeah, yeah, I've got weird things that have happened to me. Maybe I think I'm a lot of people insane. have weird, creepy stories of when they were a kid and they thought they saw yeah. something or thought they heard but you're something. A kid, oh, I've got right? that. But yours yeah. are actually like really like, <laughs> oh. Like I, I've got, have had some where I've woken up in the middle of the night and we, we lived out in the country and I, um, and I thought I heard uh, someone like r- running their fingers along the outside wall, wall like yeah. outside because uh, like uh, um, my bed was up against like an external wall and mm-hmm. I thought I heard like someone tapping their fingers along the wall as they walked along. But out in the country, so it's like <laughs> it would either be some, one of my family members or yeah. it's something creepy yeah. so, or someone like doing a bad job of trying to break into a house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, and it like freaked me out then. Even though that was probably, that could have been anything. It could have yeah. been just, I don't know, the wind picking up and blowing something against the, the house mm-hmm. or just an animal because we're out in the country. But um, that was enough to creep me out and like freak me out as a kid. I'm just like, I don't know, some of the stuff, some yeah. of the stuff you've... Yeah, I've, I've got you've, some crazy stories. We'll have yeah. to talk about them more that someday. But again, it's just... The, I think it's it's crazy how like that seems to happen a lot when you're a kid. Yeah. And then it just you just grow out of it. Like you stop yeah. caring things or stop worrying about things. I wonder like I would actually be interested in looking into whether or not it's actually like if there's a word, like a name for yeah. it. Yeah. Because I feel like enough people have that your where they where there are kids on you, yeah. and there's like creepy weird stuff going like where they they hear things or they can see things. Uh, but when as you get become older you sort of hear or see it less or you don't mm. you don't get creeped out or maybe you just yeah you grow numb to things you don't get creeped out as much yeah. your imagination isn't as crazy but i wonder if there's like an, a technical term for it like a natural name given yeah to that there must be of, I'll, I'll look i'll look it up that because that'd be an interesting thing to enough. talk about yeah as well i think um that's the southern television broadcast interruption though guys what <laughs> i i think the theory that i subscribe to the most is probably the raelian church yeah we had a lot of these it does seem like the most ideas yeah plausible. someone just believing into this crazy alien cult and taking it upon themselves to try and get people in on it or just some bored hackers or something just driving up and parking their van yeah the, the only podcast. issue with that one is why didn't they admit to it unless yeah. of course i mean everyone's different someone just because someone hacks into something Mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason they decide to do something it does just because you would think most people would admit to it just yeah for the fame it doesn't mean everyone would yeah so i mean that. that that is we we do need to consider that even though it seems to us like it would be less likely just because no one's admitted to it but i mean there's there's all, all kinds of people in the world that not every hacker is wants everyone to know that they hack and things, yeah, you know, yeah, um, want to admit to things, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but like, not every person who would do something this crazy would want anyone to know about it. So, and it's obvious that whoever did this didn't tell anyone about it, or if they did, they told them in confidence, you know, that they wouldn't hmm. share it. Yeah, that's so. the name. Who knows? It's a mystery. I'll, yeah. I'll play just the first couple lines of the. Uh, the recording here again just to close this out this is the voice of Allah representative of the Ashtar Galactic Kamala speaking to you 
For years you have seen us as mites and sparrows. We speak to you now, you say this thing as we have done to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. And, wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Pretty scary. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Rillin. He's not playing it. He's going to add it in later. Yeah. I'm adding it in. <laughs> just reacting it in later. Reacting to it uh, now without knowing what part he's adding in. Do we want to talk about what movies we're suggesting for next week? Or I think so. I think next episode. We need to listen to the voice. Yeah, we've got voicemails. Should, voice we, do, mails? should we do movie recommendations first? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm re- well, the, should I go first? Yeah, because... you go first. You go first. Okay. Um, what well, are you suggesting for people to vote for for our <coughs> movie to talk about next episode? Well, I, I suggest that you vote for wh- whichever tickles your fancy. Okay. Um, but I thought on this long and hard because it's such a hard, hard uh, theme, I think, yeah. to, to go through. I basically... I decided it'd be a lot easier to find a movie that was um, about movies, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Because it works. Yeah. Um, so I chose The Artist. I don't know if you've heard about The Artist. The Artist? I have, have you heard never about heard of that. No. Okay. So um, who directed it? The director, Michael Hazanavicius. I don't know how to Glad you got a weird name for this one. <laughs> Michael Hazanovicius. Michael Hazanovicius, eh? And L- the music's done by Ludovic Boss as well. Well, my favorite, my favorite artist. Wow, this actually flipped. This looks good. This yeah. is a pretty popular so, movie. So, um, I'll, I'll just read out the the uh, the write up for it. So, Pippi Miller uh falls in love with silent film star george valentine things change when pippi becomes a famous actor while george's career goes downhill with the introduction of talkies so this is basically this is a movie it was um i think it was 2011 when it was that like the 1920s or the um yeah so it was yes it was made in 2011 um it's all in black and white i think pretty much the entire movie is silent Mm as well wow and so real artsy yeah Um, the artist yeah (laughs) the only couple actors there's a few actors that are actually kind of recognizable in it um uh john goodman is in it oh um do you know who yeah man sally from monsters Inc. yep from cloverfield lane james cromwell you know who that is no yeah so uh the main thing i i think of uh is um iRobot I've seen that yep he's the doctor scientist dude who died I can't remember that character the hologram dude I you know? cannot remember that movie okay well it's him um okay Missy Pyle Penelope Ann Miller as okay. well yeah there's a few anyway John Goodman there's also a dog called Aggie he starred in it Aggie yeah alright I, I don't know why I just randomly was like oh I was trying to pick a movie and I randomly was like wait a minute Here's a good movie mm. that um, that's a bit different. Yeah. That I don't think I've heard a lot of people talk much about that I have seen that I think you might really like if you haven't seen it already. And yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, that narrowly fits into the, you know. Yeah, man. No, I'm excited for that. The Artist is Hamish's pick. My pick's a movie that I saw a while ago and I really, really enjoyed. I don't know if you have seen it. 
and I've been meaning to give it a rewatch for a long time, but it's a movie called Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Came out in 2014, directed by Dan Gilroy. Well, Nightcrawler's a Marvel character. Yeah, it's not to do with Marvel (laughs) at all, though. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Wait, can I see a picture of this movie? In the main role. Nightcrawler. The synopsis is when Lou Bloom, desperate for work, muscles into the world of LA crime journalism, he blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own story. Aiding him in his efforts is Nina, a TV news veteran. Hmm. Really cool thriller. Really cool character. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but You haven't seen it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I think you'll really enjoy it. And I've, I've been looking forward to revisiting it at some point so yeah thought it could be fun it's That's about good. him trying to get in his he's he's kind of like a he's the guy who goes and takes news footage when i think yours happen. is going to be voted for. you think so <laughs> yeah well i mean if if you're showing the pictures online for people to vote on yeah mine's well. black and white <laughs> I, and it looks like a, like it a looks 30s, like my type of movie though like it came out in like the 30s or something and then yours is i've got jake john looks on my like side. just an interesting movie that a lot of people might have missed as yeah recognizable more recognizable <laughs> i should say a main actor and all that kind of stuff but yeah so vote for me guys <laughs> no vote for any of us honestly just would love to have you with these as well just watch along with us i mean you've got two weeks before our next episode i'm looking forward to either of these getting picked yeah vote i'll I'll chuck a poll up on our instagram stories i'll do it probably a couple times i'm also going to try and play around to see if we can get the poll up on spotify so see if it's there uh but just just message us what you want to see if you see a poll going um vote on what you want to watch nightcrawler or the artist do we have another suggestion though, or do we have a well, message for? We'll see. We'll have we'll have a listen to our voice messages have again. You not listened to them yet? I have not listened to these well, voice messages. We have listened to them to like make sure that they're all fine to be put on. <laughs> we are okay, listening. So if there's no, blind. If there are no voice messages up on the actual podcast. You know why? It's because they're none of them are suitable. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna if, cut these voice messages out. Um, but yeah. Okay, so thanks to everyone who sent in voice messages. This is kind of a new thing for us. Uh, Click the link in our description if you want to send one that we'll listen to on our next episode or just email us at collectownofeverything at gmail.com. First, we got a message from my sister, Shamea. Hey, guys. um, I want to know, is there any show or movie that Hamish doesn't hate? (laughs) Is there any that he deems perfect? Because even the ones he likes, he seems to hate somehow. Thanks. <laughs> that's a hard-earned question. That, that's a hard... <laughs> Why is the question straight away being directed to me? So, um, I was wondering if people were going to pick up on this. I'm a reasonably, fairly, I should say, negative person. Um, yes, I don't believe that there is anything that is perfect, and unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, even the best movies can be critiqued. But if I was to just off the top of my head say something that is as close to perfection as as I as I'm comfortable with saying, I know, know what it is. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> How would you know? No. <laughs> I honestly, I I have to say Lord of the Rings. But that is the case for most things. I do tend, if you're asking me to give an honest opinion on something, even if it's something I really like, I will still try and think of something that would be 
critical or yeah constructive criticism is a I guess but oftentimes it's just downright negativity <laughs> i mean you're um, good at that like i know bits that i've like written and things like that you're really helpful when it comes to yeah i guess i like, try I editing try... process where i'm terrible with it i tend to just be like oh yeah this is good i need to yeah is it what's the term is that i want to say narcissism but i feel like that's not quite <laughs> right narcissism is something else yeah, eh? narcissism that's... is like a horrible person isn't it it's, yeah hamish is a narcissist no i'm not pessimism you're more of a pessimist than an pessimist. optimist that's the word yes Narciss okay. what is a narcissist narcissist is like someone who's like controlling isn't it hamish skelton yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so essentially i te i lean towards negative rather than positive yeah and and if you're like if you're asking me how my day's going my first thoughts are probably towards the things that haven't gone well yeah but yeah which means but to me that to me that means like if a movie if i i feel like that sort of um in some way helps my view on something like it, i feel like people can trust what i'm saying more mm. because if i say oh no th that movie's actually really good well this is kind of what i'm wanting is people to be like oh that means it's not perfect but it means that the good outweighs the bad in it yeah you know? Or like outweighs the things that have yeah anyway so um yeah if i was to say anything it would be lord of the rings okay lord of the rings is as close to perfection as i have seen okay that's good to know lord of the rings Just, is amazing thank yeah. you shamaya for that message hamish is sweating over here you got him sweating we got to look into his <laughs> psyche that's good um <laughs> i'm not a narcissist <laughs> i thought it was sounded wrong when i was thinking of it but i'm not yeah okay big words we got two more voice messages. Next one is from someone called Big Dog. Big Dog. Big Dog. Hello there. This is Big Dog. Uh, just stop in to say, I've got a bit of beef with you. And by you, I mean shaved ham, ham dog, Hamish. Quite frankly, I'm disgusted at your blatant lack of uh, Lord of the Rings movie knowledge. To the point where you can't even remember who Galadriel is. I mean, this is basic knowledge. Meanwhile, you can go on a hour rant about your favorite Pixar movie, and nobody above the age of 12 gives a about Pixar. Who is so, this? Please go away, do some research. I'll be back in touch next time. I want to hear how you have improved. And uh, please don't just do it before you record the episode. So I will know. I will find out. Alright. I'm out of here. Just hopping back into my Lambo. <laughs> Just kidding. That's the sound of my 1999 Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, baby. Big dog out. <laughs> Thanks for that voice message, big dog. <laughs> Once again, I'm getting aimed towards Hamish. I okay, just mean yeah. for these voicemails to be aimed towards you, dude. Okay. I don't know what so, the same thing as what... <laughs> you just coming off saying <sighs> Lord of the Rings is your favourite thing ever. And... and then suddenly it's like, well, it's not... I didn't say it's my favourite thing ever. It's, oh. it's... He brought in a good point, because one but... of our previous episodes, you forgot Galadriel's name. No, I remembered it, but like... See, here's the thing. The same thing when I was like, 
unsure and I said the wrong word before and I said narcissism when I was meaning a different okay. word. So that's the, that's the thing I'm trying to avoid when it's like on the spot talking about stuff. I like, I often bring up, especially when it's things like names, I'm not good with names at all. <laughs> and so I'll often bring up my mind's just like, oh, here's, here's a word that for some reason in that moment, I think is the word I'm looking for. And you know, it, it happens to everyone, but <laughs> I've, I feel like I'm particularly susceptible to it. And, um, and that is my excuse for why I got Galadriel wrong. <laughs> I knew... I think a I lot said, of the Because I think fans, if you went back, if, if you went back, I went... I, I think I would, it more would have gone like, I think is her name Galadriel or something along those lines. I, I got the name. The fan. I got the name, but I was uncertain of it. So that's why it seemed like I did. <laughs> and I think I know who this is. <laughs> I yeah, big dog. Who could yeah. it be? Oh, I wonder. Big dog getting into your lamp, Honda Civic. Bro, thanks for calling Man. in. Um, That's we have... a very intimidating voice. <laughs> it's very. It's like Rillian's calling us from. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like <laughs> the space station. Yeah, I am a little ashamed. I live in New Zealand and I haven't read Lord of the Rings books, and I love the movies. So I, I do need to change that. Yeah. And th thank you for bringing this up. Thanks, um, big dog. D dear listener. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. We we appreciate you calling in. Looking forward to hearing from you again, potentially. Um, we have one... Some, something else that's not <laughs> criticizing me. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Criticize got, me. Criticize me. one more fine. voice message. Let's see if it's someone bring Hamish up on something. It's from Brucker, the host of the Autopsy of a Horror Movie podcast. Oh, yes. I've heard of that podcast. Yeah, here we go. Hey guys, this is Brucker from South Carolina, and my question for you is for chaos purposes. So I'm excited to hear the discourse. More chaos? Perfect. Which horror movie do you think is the most overrated horror movie? Which one do you think is talked about the most that really doesn't deserve it? Or, you know, just as the question said, overrated. Excited to hear what you guys have to say. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Okay. Well, there we go. That's a question okay. for both of us. There we go. That's a hard one overrated <laughs> yeah that is a bit tricky um my mind goes to one in particular but then it's difficult because i like it i still like the movie but, but i think, think it is a bit that, overrated i think that uh yeah i think it's uh, i think it's uh, it outshines a few movies that it really shouldn't be outshining yeah i think what what is it the shining yes yeah, the shining <laughs> i think i do think that the shining is a little bit overrated it's it's a good horror movie, but do I think it's the best horror movie or do I think it deserves as much like um, recognition as, as it, that it's gotten? It's like, well, compared to other movies that are sort of a similar time period, I don't know. Mm. Like, to be honest, I prefer the original It's to The Shining. Wow, that's a hot take. Yeah, we've had we've talked about Shining I mean, like, on an episode previous. You can catch up on that. Any excuse to bring up the thing, but like <laughs> the thing is, should be way more recognized than yeah. the Shining, in yeah. my opinion. But I mean, that, that's hey, I love the that's Shining. Only, that's one of my favorite horrors. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, I, can't I like it. That. But I, I can see how it's the go-to for a lot of people as being mm. the best horror movie sometimes, and yeah. it's more of like a. I don't think it should be known as the best horror movie anyway. Like it's got a lot of aspects other than horror in it. So you, it's interesting because like I, I never watched both the thing and the shining. I only watched because 
you mm. started you i don't know a while back you went through this phase of just watching these old horror movies yeah man and i've always liked practical effects and then you kind of talked me i, I don't know i think i guess because i think you showed talked me about the them thing. too much you showed me the yeah, thing and right. then i suddenly got like a taste for those that sort of time period of, of like because they're around the same time eh? Like, yeah give or take like five to ten years but it's still it's not like 70s 80s yeah yeah it's around that sort of t- time um time period but yeah um yeah <laughs> i don't know but it's interesting because like mine now my all-time favorite horror movie would be the thing yeah it's one of mine too man ah oh, so good uh, I, I don't know really what my answer would be uh, otherwise I, like if i'm going to recents yeah i don't know because like i feel as though a lot of the conjuring movies are a bit overrated but i have only seen like two of them so like in the franchise mm. so i can't i can't say too much about it i just i feel like they might be a bit like the, yeah like the I franchise as a whole i think's definitely gone on there i don't know what yeah I, I guess that's what i'm meaning like the franchise as a whole yeah but um also i remember the the new it movies they weren't actually mm. that amazing but everyone was going on about them when they first came out um yeah I don't know, and I was just sort of like, I prefer the old one. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Again, I probably I watch like a, I, lo- I love the horror genre. I watch a lot of horror movies, and my go to response is kind of just be like, yeah, that was good. I like yeah. how they did this. I enjoyed the monster or the the killer. But the one that stuck out to me recently was the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix last year, and I, I think I might have talked about it on the podcast before, but it was a series of three movies directed by the same director, um, based in different time periods, all to do with this same town yeah yeah i think you did um, mention yeah well, you talked to me about it briefly i think yeah maybe it wasn't on the podcast but stylized kind of like stranger things but i really didn't enjoy it it just seemed like it was ripping off everything else and doing it worse um, yeah i've seen another, another couple of like teen based horrors that netflix has put out and i haven't loved them yeah fair street was a big letdown and I've, I've heard people like citing that as one of the best films of last year for them or people absolutely mm. loving it and the internet was definitely going crazy about them when wrong, they came that's out all. <laughs> yeah oh so they get uh i hate it when when you're you're sharing your opinion on a movie and people are just like oh no you're wrong it's just like oh, you're wrong about i'm not Dr. wrong Sleep it's my Amish. opinion you're wrong ah uh, yeah thanks Bracker. that was a really good question someone I, it's a difficult the assignment yeah it's a difficult question. Uh, the other two <laughs> messages were good. I don't want to just get like roast keep us. them up, keep, keep them it up, up, guys. Good work. Um, but it's a difficult question because I feel like the horror genre um, has more like I don't know. I th- feel like it has more like unsung heroes than anything. Like it yeah. has more unrecognized movies that were really good, rather than like even even the more recognized horror movies. I still feel like aren't recognized as much as they should be. Mm. Yeah, so it is difficult, but within the genre, there are some movies that outshine others where they probably shouldn't, or you know, or where some movies deserve to be shined should probably are better that they should really be have more recognition than yeah. others in that genre. But most of all, I feel like in the horror genre, there are more unrecognized movies than anything. Yeah, that's my take on it anyway. So it's a good question. It's very difficult to answer. Yeah, very good question. I, I just saw um actually Brucker watched uh sleepaway camp again recently follow him on letterboxd and 
He loves that movie. I like yeah, that movie. Someone too. is watch. <laughs> someone actually uh, fills out their letterbox. Yeah, jump on letterbox, guys. Follow me. Follow Hamish. Try get him to update it. But thanks so much for listening. This is a bit of a bumper episode once again. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks everyone who sent something in and would love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to say something to us or ask us a question, we'll play it at the end of the next episode. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about D- Big Dog. Do you see what think? Big Dog gets up to next time. It seems a little bit... <laughs> it scares me a little bit. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. But yeah, follow us on socials, Collectania Pod. And yeah, vote for either The Artist or Nightcrawler for us to talk about next episode. P.S. I'm not a narcissist. Oh, just one more thing, everyone. A little look at this little after after credits little stinger. Yep. So this, this is, is after the credits. This is the true listeners. Um, we got a really special announcement to announce to this you guys. We go on for another half hour. Yeah, well, is... like, why are the credits like half an hour long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do they even have credits? This is, a <laughs> this is a podcast. What are they doing? Yeah, we just have a special announcement. We're really, really <laughs> to announce that the two of us will finally.